This podcast was made by SmoothJazzandMore.com for the express purpose of entertaining our audience. Any broadcast, retransmission, or any other use of this podcast without the express written consent of Smooth Jazz and More is strictly prohibited. Copyright 2009, SmoothJazzandMore.com. All rights reserved. Hi, this is Mike James with another edition of Smooth Jazz and More Interviews. In June of 2009, I had the pleasure of talking with saxophonist Paula Atherton. The New York native was happy to discuss her new CD, Groove With Me, as well as other aspects of her musical career. Here's our interview. How did you discover music growing up? How did I discover music growing up? It's something that just always spoke to me. I was always interested in it. And when I had the opportunity to to study music and get an instrument, um, that's when I really started to see that I could become involved in it. Now, who were your favorite music artists growing up? Um, well, let's, let's put it this way. I didn't really like hear jazz so much. Um, Till I was in my teens, because it wasn't wasn't something that uh, like people around me were listening to, except for my parents. Uh, my mother liked Nat King Cole, so she had some of his recordings. So I heard some of that, um, and most people know, or maybe some people don't know, that Nat King Cole, besides being a great singer, was also a great pianist and um, played piano for uh, such greats as Lester Young. Uh, besides, you know, just doing his his own thing in his own right, so, um, so that was something that I really liked. And then I heard uh, some recordings of Lambert Hendricks and Ross and Charlie Parker, and uh, I just thought that was unbelievable. So I had to like start hearing more. So I started to get as much of that material as I could get my hands on to listen to and to start to. Uh, Study and and other than that, of course, I like pop music. You know, I always liked R and B, um, you know, different types of pop music and R and B. And I think you can sort of hear that in my writing. Uh, that this particular CD is is pretty eclectic, and it has definitely some R and B and 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 Latin and uh, and funk and you know all all different elements in it. Now, you play two instruments, the flute and the saxophone. Uh, this is a two-part question. First off, what was first uh, when you started playing music, the flute or the saxophone? Well, actually, I started singing first, and then I, I uh, got a flute, and then, um, and then saxophone. How similar are they in stature, or how, how different would they be in regards to playing it? The fingerings are very similar between flute and saxophone. Um, so that helps facilitate uh, going from one to the other. What's really different between flute and saxophone is the armature, and saxophone is a reed instrument and flute is not. Would you enjoy playing the flute or the saxophone, or do you like them equal? Um, everything that I do is... You know, it's it's coming from the same place. It's coming from you know my my brain. So, uh, 
I write some tunes to be vocals, uh, although um, I should say even with that, some sometimes uh, playlist stations play less, especially new singers, so um, I do instrumental versions of them. And I write songs for flute, alto sax, and I've written some for soprano sax. Um, and I just see any of those things as a vehicle to just perform whatever it is that I've written, and I, I like them all the same. Your music has been described by some reviewers as being a smoother version of David Sanborn. Would you agree with that analogy, or who would you describe your music as being similar to? Well, you know, let's be honest here. Getting compared to someone that's great is never bad. <laughs> so that's that's a compliment, and I I, uh, I humbly appreciate it. Um, I love David Sanborn's music. I, I've certainly been influenced by him um, and by anybody that I've heard that plays alto, really. I've noticed a, a growing number of women sax players coming into prominence in the male-dominated jazz ranks, uh, notably Candy Dolfer, Mindy Abair, Jesse J, and now you. How do you feel about this? I think that women have always been playing, and I think that they're just getting spotlighted now. I think they've always been there. They just uh, they just haven't come to the surface as much as, as, as they are now, which is great. I mean, you know, you don't have to be a male or a female to play any instrument or do anything. It doesn't really matter. Now, I've noticed on your website that you had played for a former president and a first lady. What was that like? Uh, wonderful, wonderful. Um, I just played a couple of fundraisers for Hillary for her presidential campaign, which was pretty exciting. <laughs> uh, they were both at East in, in the Hamptons, out, out in New York, out on Long Island, and uh, both very... Uh, smart, interesting people. Um, it's funny, Bill Clinton, when he walks you know, in the room, there's just like always a crowd around him, people that want to talk to him. And, and Hillary, too. They're both just really wonderful people. Um, I got a chance at one of the parties to speak to the president, and uh, he came up to me, and the first thing that he said was, what kind of mouthpiece are you playing there? <laughs> I was like... I finally get to talk to you. We're going to talk about reeds and mouthpieces. Okay, so we talked about reeds and mouthpieces. All right, yeah. Of course, President Clinton was, is a saxophone player in his own right. And uh, Was there a possibility that he may have go out and got his saxophone and play the uh, do a little jam session there? 
I was hoping um, uh, the first uh, fundraiser that we played was in the backyard of this estate in in the Hamptons, and it was uh, sort of informal, so he he could have. But you know, they they were out on business, so I don't think he like he's bringing his saxophone everywhere he goes. <laughs> you know, people would think it was kind of strange. I think, but uh, I did ask him, and um, if he did, of course, that would have been uh, great. You know, would have been great fun, but he he didn't bring it that time. He didn't have it with him, but he did uh, make a little speech to people about Hillary, and um, he was talking about different things. and And I had left; I was in the house for a second on a break, and uh, subsequently, the rest of the band members came in and told me how how Bill Clinton was talking about me in his speech and how great it is to see a female sax player, band leader, blah blah blah. And of course, I completely missed the whole thing that would be a highlight of your uh, music career well uh, it was it was it was just like a Seinfeld episode and Jerry Seinfeld actually was there <laughs> so it was kind of like surreal let's talk about your new CD grew with me what do you anticipate this CD to be in regards to the your career and your future um, I should tell you that we worked really hard on the CD. Um, it took quite a while to finish it. Um, if you look on the on the uh, jacket on the cover, you'll see. Uh, I think it was like twenty twenty one people played on the CD. We had a lot of special guests: <clears throat> uh, Kelly Minucci from Special Effects, um, Greg Adams from Tara Power, Onaje Allen Gums. Bill Heller, the keyboard player from the Rippingtons, uh, Stanley Banks, who's George Benson's bass player, and so many special people on this. It was so much fun uh, to record, to write it and record. I've written uh, every song except for one, uh, which was the cover, You All I Need to Get By, which I did uh, a duet with Greg Adams on trumpet. And uh, what I'm hoping for my future, uh, I'm hoping that we can do well with the CD, and if we do, then I'm going to make another one. by uh, Scott Hall, who did uh, John Mayer's first record, Room for Squares, and the last couple of Steely Dan records, and um, uh, it's really like, you know, top quality mastering engineer. We, we really spent a lot of time and care uh, in this recording as far as everything goes, you know, writing, recording, uh, musicianship, every, everything involved in this, we, we just gave it the utmost care and, and tried to do the best job that we could. Her new CD is available at Amazon.com and iTunes. For more information about Paula, you can go to her website at paulaatherton.com. And that's it for another edition of Smooth Jazz and More Interviews. I'm Mike James. Thanks for listening.
Interviews produced here at Smooth Jazz and More develop with Skype, voice over internet protocol, free video calls, and instant messaging over the internet. Plus, get great value on calls to phones anywhere in the world. No spyware or adware involved. Go to Skype.com and download the free software to get started today.